Hi, in this episode of Ivy Matters, we return to talk to Aznaha Farin from Abdul Qadir Mola International School in Bangladesh. This time we focus on the PYP exhibition, the culminating activity of any student's PYP experience offered in either fifth or sixth grade. Aznaha talks about how they prepare for the exhibition and how it has been different under COVID restrictions. Look for the podcast notes to see some of her students' video recordings. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, folks. Welcome back to IB Matters. And today we're back with Aznaha Farin, and she's been a guest a couple times. Um, she talked about the PYP school culture a couple years ago, almost now. And more recently, we talked about a crisis in pedagogical leadership uh, just this last April. And so uh, Aznaha has uh, reached out to me because I was really interested in, in having someone talk about the exhibition, the PYP exhibition. And she has had a a good experience this spring uh, with this, and she's got some cool links and recordings and so on. So those of you listening to this podcast, make sure that at the end of of this, or maybe interrupt us in the middle, go look at some of these links that will be in the podcast notes, because she's got some great ways for you to observe and see what happens and and see how the remote uh, PYP exhibition worked out for her. So welcome back, Aznaha. Thank you so much, John. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, whenever I have something to share, I come over here and I feel elated every time. So you have built such a community. So, well, those who don't know me, my name is Asna Farin, and I'm an Indian by nationality, currently located in Bangladesh, working with an international school as head of primary and PYPC. I've been working here for past two years, and this is my third session with this organization. After my joining, we closed the candidacy, we move ahead with the further, and we achieved the most awaited IBPYP authorization status. And everything had been recorded here with IB Matter. So I actually shared my journey with the school many a times on IB Matters. And it gives me a real pleasure to share it with, you know, the global community. So we were one of the first school which got authorized by remote authorization visit. A little bit more about myself. I'm also network chair of PYPC Network of Bangladesh. We recently conducted my first virtual job-alike session and it was a huge success for all of us. I'm also a loss and learning mentor. Uh, recently, I, you know, discovered so many talents and I have also become Microsoft Master Trainer. I'm also T4 Country Ambassador and there are many things which I can talk about. But today I'm here to talk about something which I'm really passionate about. So it all started in 2016 when I became the mentor of the PYP exhibition. After that, I stayed there at five and spent more than, you know, seven years being a grade five teachers and exhibition is very close to my heart. So I also wrote an article in 2016 for sharing the PYP blog and you will find it in the podcast notes. A little bit about my school. Uh, Should I share, John, about the school as well? Yeah, for sure. Because every school is different. I think people listen to us around the world. They'd like to hear about that. And IB is a real fit for any school around the globe. And, you know, we share common vision, mission, and it, it, 
it it has some commonalities and differences and uniqueness as well so well i work with abdul qadir mulla international school which is located on dhaka silat highway and it is a remote town which is known as noshingri uh this uh, school is a philanthropic approach by our esteemed chairman mr abdul qadir mulla he is a known figure in the textile industries of bangladesh so this school is around 40 kilometers away from dhaka and the school is a ray of hope for many parents who want to provide quality education but uh, earlier it was not possible if they want to provide uh, you know good quality education they either had to relocate to dhaka which i just said that 40 kilometers away or send their wards to dhaka for getting quality education but this particular you know institution where i'm working uh, which i am working with has made it possible and now uh, they have better accessibility to quality education in the same town mm-hmm. and in this place there are you know you cannot count on even english medium school and they they actually there to open an international school we are also an igcse school and dp candidate school that's all about my school john okay all right and and so yeah so that's about you and your school um and again from the podcast notes you're going to get more information but also just to mention that uh, you're on twitter at aznaha farin and that is uh, that'll be linked in for those you wanted to spell it correctly and we'll have it in our twitter promotion of this podcast too. So, like I said, we're here to talk a little bit about the exhibition. And for those that are not as familiar about it uh, or with the PYP structure, what is the exhibition? Just give us a, a quick version of that. All right. So, if you belong to MYP, you must have heard about personal project, the way uh, MYP culminates with the personal project PYP uh, marks the culmination with the PYP exhibition. it is very well described by ibo that it is a collaborative process to add on i'll say it is inquiry based and student led process it is a learner centric and process focused uh, approach after the launch of pyp enhancement the focus has been shifted from guided exhibitions where you know students were handholded by the teachers and teachers played you know a role to run the exhibition it has become more student led exhibition this this has a, uh, this is the shift which has been you know brought by the pyp enhancement mm-hmm. uh, for me the pyp enhance the pyp exhibition opens new gateway to mirror the real world with the classroom Uh, learners see the application of transferable skills which we call approaches to learning in a more challenging context and then so for again to to introduce it to people that aren't as familiar um where does it fit into pyp is it something they do every year or is it a culminating activity so the pyp exhibition is actually you know takes place in the final year of pyp in some school it is also year 6 but in most of the school it is grade 5 which participates in the pyp exhibition it can take place as any unit in the academic year timeline of the final grade of pyp so it is all decided by student because it is student led so the student are at the forefront to decide which transdisciplinary theme they want to work you know and mm-hmm. there are you know many candidate school which ask this question that it comes to me quite often that do we have to conduct the pyp exhibition so it is not an ib requirement not an ib uh, not a ib mandate but you can always showcase and follow the best practices of your grade 
five students. So if you really want to do it, go ahead, do it. But if you think that no, we can't. So IB doesn't force it. So okay. for candidate school, this is like something to add on because sure. I keep on hearing this common question. Sure. If you're an authorized school, though, is it required? Yes, it is required that, to do the PYP exhibition if you have grade five. Got it. Yeah. In yeah. Place. I kind of thought I thought it was a required portion of it, just like a personal project would be for MYP, as you mentioned. Um, so, what is it? What are the main features? What is it? Uh, you know, other than a you know, it's a showcase of some sort. But what are the features that kind of get down to the details of of uh, the exhibition? All right. So, as described by IBO, that exhibition may be one of the six units of the final year. And after enhanced VYP, it may stand outside of the POI. So we, you can pick up an issue or something the learner is passionate about or a group of learners passionate about to explore, you know. So they can explore either a global issue or opportunity that they may, uh, you know, come across uh, during the transdisciplinary theme. So it, it can be a part and fit into within the POI or it can take, take place outside the POI. So there is flexibility that has come after enhanced PYP. So it may run concurrently with other units or be contained within a specific time frame during the year. So this is again a flexible thing which has been provided. So you can run it concurrently. There are some school who choose to do so. I have never done it. Uh, so we, we have a separate time zone where we do it. And it is not necessary that it has to be the last unit or the middle unit. So it, it depends on the school where they want to place it. Sure. And one of the important feature is yeah, it is student initiated, designed by the student and collaborative in nature. Right. So a lot of this, a lot of schools here in the in Minnesota where I'm located, um, pretty much everybody does it as a culminating activity in the last month of the school year, and um, so that's how they look at it. But so you've mentioned a, a, a an acronym there a few times. I just want to make sure our listeners know what POI stands for when you say that. Program of inquiry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, that's all right. So, the, you know, listeners who have heard a lot about IB know that acronyms yeah. are a big thing. Even IB is an acronym, obviously. And and so we use them a lot. And I want to make sure. So program of inquiry, it's it's kind of a big time overarching plan for the, for the year, really, for, as teachers plan out it, and even the whole school, all grades, they have a program of inquiry that is a framework. And so what you're saying is that this can doesn't necessarily have to be built into the program of inquiry, but it can be. Yes. So yeah. this is a new thing that has come up with the PYP enhancement. Mm-hmm. And your school, because you're recently, relatively recently authorized, um, you've been operating under the enhanced yeah. version the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have been operating under the enhanced PYP and we are, you know, playing around with the new template, which focuses more on planning and we are completely we get rid of that nine stages planner and this planner is making a lot of sense and it is you know making helping us to see that planning is important but what are the things that go along without planning observe those things document that learning Mm -hmm. yeah listeners that are in pyp schools you'll probably already through your own coordinators uh, and local uh, regional support area groups, uh, taking trainings and and looking at uh, online workshops and, per, and and hopefully and someday soon in person workshops to help you guide through these changes. But um, yeah, it's it's good to hear because you've 
really from the beginning have been working on the newest process, there's less to unlearn. I think that's one of the things having been through a couple of updates in the IB, it's the unlearning is sometimes harder than the, the learning because you've got a yes, way of doing things. Yes, you are things. right. You said it right. So uh, let me tell a little bit personal about myself. I started fresh as an IB PYP teacher. I still remember my first school where I was, uh, you know, there as a kind of a student teacher, you can say. I was a student almost that time. I was completing my PG. And I was hearing a buzzword, authorization is going <laughs> coming coming up. Yeah. Authorization is coming up. And one fine day, my ex-coordinator brought a very thick, hefty book making the PYP happen and she gifted yeah. it to me. And I used to sleep with that book <laughs> oh. almost to go yeah. through what it is. It was, yeah. it was truly difficult for me to understand it all because it was a new way of learning. But within no time, I started making sense of it. And uh, believe me, uh, after six months, I received the first formal IB PYP training, the CAT one thing. And it made a lot of sense. And I felt that I know it, I'm doing it. So like for any new teacher who is there in the PYP, so if you spend some time in the PYP classroom, so whatever training you receive, it will make a lot of sense to you. So this is what I feel. And I started my journey as a, PYP fresh educator so there there was less to unlearn yeah lot to you know relearn and learn so I call myself exclusive PYP product (laughs) without any adulteration (laughs) that's good you're you're one of the lucky ones I I did 28 years of teaching before I started with IB and so I had a lot of a lot of unlearning (laughs) there were certainly certainly things from the from my uh, work that that carried over. And that was one of the things I loved about IB is that I felt like I had been looking for it my whole career because it matched my personal philosophy really well. It's one reason why I'm so passionate about sharing the IB philosophy and pedagogy with everyone around the world. So it, it is it is a personal journey for all of us. Each one of us has a different version of it. And uh, I appreciate you sharing yours. So let's talk a little bit about how, excuse me, how the um, process works in preparing for it. Obviously, this is a, a kind of a big deal, and it's important that kids, students do it in their last year of the program. Um, so, what did the teachers do, either just that year or even in years previous, to align so that students are ready to be successful with the exhibition? So, yeah, uh, uh, this alignment is really required because we conducted exhibition last year as well. But because, you know, it is it is very well written in the PYP uh, exhibition guide itself that, you know, uh, the level of uh, success of exhibition depends on the school, that how good the school is in terms of understanding the PYP philosophy and practices how 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 much teacher teachers understand it and what means same goes with the students so last year we conducted uh, an exhibition which was which was more guided kind of but this year after implementing the program for one year we could see you know a great shift in the approach and it was more of you know student led we started uh, with the discussion that uh, you know me myself and the community around and the world that concentric circle which is which is very popular we started with this and they started talking about that what are the issues that they see around and then during the discussion they came uh, UN sustainable goals and then they themselves decided that we we want to work on it because it makes a lot of sense to us and then um, again we had a, a general discussion about PYP exhibition they saw 
videos of other school like what it is all about then there were grade 6 uh, which came in scene to talk about the do's and don'ts of pyp exhibition and by then then they could understand that what it is like and then they started you know exploring uh, the theme which they decided that this is the theme that we want to work for uh, work, work on so this year we decided how the world works uh, along with the students so it was decided uh, by the student like when we started uh, grade 5 that time only they said that it, it's great if we can work under this because last year we did uh, something which was really fascinating and that time we thought that okay this is a great theme to explore during the pyp exhibition uh, so that's how it, it started with you know selection of theme then selection of the area so this year you know inclusion of sdgs made us made it even more broader and more relevant to them because they see those issues all around they can see poverty you know with a wide angle in bangladesh they can see pollution in bangladesh right so th- these are the areas which they are seeing and they are thinking from a perspective that these are the problem and there were learners who wanted to continue things as a passion project even after the exhibition and mm-hmm. what are the things that i observed i sh- i was sharing with you that we observed a one month break and that happened you know uh, during the exhibition itself in the summer break i received many calls from parents and students even we were close but they were working so that mm. shows you know that intrinsic motivation so this is the change that i have observed and uh, starting uh, from like i said that how did this started then we uh, this year we used a very refined model that helped us to you know see the process in a more systematic manner so we used a phased objectives for each week so the phase one was reflecting and planning so what did we do they made some essential elements we reviewed those essential elements then we un- tried to understand the process that we will go through during the journey for that we have seen many videos then um, the grade 6 students came in they spoke about it then uh, there is a very clear description about the role of a student uh, in the pyp exhibition in uh, guide to exhibition which is something which everyone should read so they read it all together they discussed about it and they understood what is their role then uh, understanding the community and cl- collaboration within the process while exploring you know making the central ideas and they did a very funny thing like while framing the key question they used a very funny strategy that is skinny and fat questions so mm-hmm. they were making you know lot many questions which were not in depth not open so we used this very funny strategy i used this with uh, the last year's grade 5 student teacher repeated this with this batch and that helped them to refine you know their question so they kept mm-hmm. the fat question to explore about but it was a very funny thing that they have certain characteristics in that make those question more open sure. and so when so you say let me, they let me just decide, let me just interrupt yeah. you for a second so let me ask you so uh as someone doesn't know what you mean exactly by skinny and fat questions do you mean a skinny question is a very specific narrow question as opposed to a broad conceptual yes, question yes yes okay. yes for example right. if i ask yeah. if i ask you what is your name john yeah what is your skinny. name so you will just give a single answer it is very narrow mm-hmm. right and if i ask you what do you think about pyp exhibition so it is yeah. a fat 
question. Sure. You will yeah, give a different answer. Actually. And if you ask me, I'll give a very different answer. So it's a broad yeah. question. Yeah. So they actually segregated their question in a very meaningful, but in an easy way. Yeah. Do you have uh, a version of the of the exhibition guide written in student language, or were you reading kind of the IB text? The, I, the IB language is also very simple. So if okay. students have a good comprehension skills, skills, if you are not a bilingual school or if they are proficient in English, if they read it, they, it makes a lot of sense to okay. them. And teachers are there to help them to understand like what is there in between the lines if they are unable to understand. But yeah. yes, it is, it is good if they read it because they can see like what is expected from them. Yeah, so it I gives them an explicit, you know, criteria about their role. Yeah, I know sometimes, like I know with a lot of MYP things, so when you read the criteria, for example, in the different areas, sometimes you, ha- yeah, sometimes you have to rewrite the, most of the time, you need to rewrite those in student-friendly yes. language. And so that's why I had that question. And of course, these are younger people. And you're yes. saying that the language of the of the exhibition uh, guide, parts of it at least are very uh, accessible to students. Yes, it's very easy to understand and comprehend. I okay. I did not face any issue with the language. I have been using it. So we, I use it the way it is. And the thing is that we, we try to make it simpler during the explanation and discussions by, by giving examples. Mm-hmm. So then they, they understand it. Sure. Well, that's great. That's a good idea to give the students kind of the, the look behind the curtain to see what it is they're working on. Yes. Yeah. What is expected and what they yeah. are up to. Yeah, so after that, I'm still in the phase one. We are still reflecting and planning. So after that, they understand that, you know, exhibition is not going to be a solo journey or individual journey. So what did they do? They they find out the common areas. Uh, so what did a teacher do? The teacher wrote some umbrella ideas and then they collaborate and come together and stick mm. those ideas which they were, you know, uh, trying to explore. And that's how they found that these are the common groups and these are the peers which we can work with. Right. After that, they uh, explored about the role of a mentor, that who is a mentor and when when do we reach to the mentor, then mm. they looked around the people in the community and also there were learners who suggested some mentors from outside and this was the first time when uh, um, students suggested the mentors that we have parents or we have so-and-so person who is working in this field and all those things Uh, apart from that you know they were uh, brainstorming the ideas of theme then they were working on the central idea there was one central idea which was there just to fill the gap of the POI but these groups uh, there was six group which were working in in separate you know SDGs which they found that no these are the areas which we want to explore about so they made their own central ideas but those were very well aligned with the umbrella central idea which we already had Right. And uh, then they went ahead by making their collaborative groups. Uh, after that, they made group essential agreement. Uh, they chose their mentor and they were all set for the mentor meeting. So this was, you know, a very rough plan, which they made initially before meeting the mentors. After that, you know, they, they moved ahead with the designing of the entire thing. So they further refined the central idea. Uh, they compiled the background knowledge with the group members. They again rephrased uh, the conceptual questions and key questions. So it was a lot of refining. After that, they 
pondered over like what are the sources and resources to research and this year we we got a very nice format by Cindy Blackburn uh, she had it in the Toddle library okay. we used that template and we tweak it to fit into our context it was a nice one but it was meant for you know more of guided things so we made it little more open and we used it and it made the entire process you know more systematic then they were you know locating the resources discussing the sources with their mentors they started the mentor meetings and then uh, they came a uh, librarian and ict educator to talk about you know bibliography plagiarism academic honesty all those things so that that has been refined and it made you know a yeah. lot of sense because they are into you know collecting data so they need to know like how to reference it. so this this all happened yeah. so in the phase 3 then they moved into the researching phase they they were working on the lines of inquiry so they were you know because we did the entire process remotely so many virtual field trips skype sessions arranged were arranged by the mentors and the teachers so it has become you know a kind of global collaboration so we had mentors from different countries and you know people were really generous to share their knowledge even there were people who said that we can handhold it even after this session so that generosity is really you know commendable after that you know uh, i personally conducted few sessions with them uh, about the issues that they were exploring so they were exploring about poverty climate change and other four uh, sdgs then we discussed about like Uh, what actions do you want to take so a very simple session using neopor had been conducted they had seen some videos where you know young people like them taking action after because they are already they were already in the research phase where they have collected a lot of data and sorted it out and they had an understanding that what this issue is all about and they could you know understand that these are the issues which need some change and these are the issues which can be resolved or solved some extent by us these are the issues which we can see in the local community and they are also affecting the global globally so like uh, we gave them you know certain prompts where the actions are not smart and then after you know receiving a session on smart goal they tried to refine those goals to make it smart goal so like it's kind of you know uh, creating exemplar for them exemplar for them to understand that what smart goals looks like mm-hmm. and then they made their own smart goal those were specific measurable actionable relevant and time bound so that's how they compiled their action plan and by then they reached to uh, the week 4 Uh, apart from that they also uh, you know uh, thought about how to stage the pyp exhibition and this year was a very different year because we could see that they were taking a lot of ownership when it comes to you know staging the exhibition some of the learners suggested that we will do it on youtube live we will use this tool that tool and you know that there was a lot of discussion then how we can present it we can make prezies we can make ppts all sort of discussion was going on and i could see you know the active participation of learner and the way the readiness level was quite high Mm-hmm. so after, during the discussion they were now discussing about the product and what ha- what 
what part of the process which they have documented they want to put across to the uh, the community they were thinking so they were picking up things and uh, they have designed websites to showcase their action and the website links are there in the podcast link so you were talking about the students making action plans um is is a plan of action the requirement or do they actually have to take action as a result um, they have also taken actions and those were student initiated action for example you know uh, for the climate action thing one of the learner uh, decided that he is going to use solar panel uh, for the electricity he visited that place and because they were in the process of construction of house so he discussed it apart from that they they took some action of creating awareness this is a very general action mm-hmm. and uh, there there was a learner who decided that he is going to sponsor one of um, uh, the child who is who has recently lost his father okay uh, and he's going to sponsor his, for his education so they took some actions and they have planned some uh, and most of their action were you know creating awareness uh helping their pa- parents to understand what the issue is all about and what they can do locally and uh, by creating the website they want to have a you know global reach about the actions that they have taken and hopefully we'll be able to share some of that even through our podcast links will be helpful in that respect so they get to sh- well, we're going to those of you that follow up and look at those links you're going to see some of these things and maybe you can help these young people with their actions um so did you did you want to go on to um phase 4 then Uh, yeah phase uh, it's like yeah i did not tell the phase in between so then the final phase is the staging of the exhibition yep. and we decided along with the student we were thinking over the streamyard then later we discovered that in the free version of streamyard only six people are allowed then we had more discussion and one of the teachers said that i have a zoom account and we can use that and we went ahead using zoom and this year we you know did a live exhibition uh the invite had been sent to all the local schools ib non ib and we have also invited parents and it was it was a grand show for all of us and uh, last year we did it all in house because uh, teachers were, were not that confident and that was you know the first year but this year we made it public it is there on our website it is there on our facebook page and also on youtube so the staging part we use zoom and we use the uh, youtube live to put it across to the general public and in on that day uh, as well you know because as i told you the uh, internet speed the bandwidth is very poor in bangladesh and we were very skeptic about the connectivity and also we kept few presentation recorded already yeah. there is a playlist where each group presented for 30 minutes to showcase the entire journey of vyp exhibition so there is a separate playlist for that then we had a live event of 2 hour where each group got 15 minutes to showcase their understanding and they also took live question and answer and that was amazing because okay. the the moment they get got it live and they were able to answer those question very confidently and those were questions from strangers from the parent community and they were spontaneously you know answering those questions so that made a lot of sense that they were a part of real authentic inquiry and they have that in-depth understanding which is helping them to you know to face this uh cross questioning which was coming uh from uh, the audience so yeah. that was the aha moment for me yeah 
And that's one of the beauties of the exhibition. One of our favorite events in Minnesota is in the spring when we have our quarterly meeting, we always invite the exhibition students from several schools in to talk to us. And it's just amazing to see, you know, these, these young people are 11, 12 years old and they are speaking like yes. they are in high school. They have, uh, they have a background knowledge. I, I call it mini yeah. PhD. I call yeah. it mini PhD because, you know, even after the exhibition, whatever they had done in the exhibition, it went on, you know, like yeah. they are still discussing. They're so passionate about it. Their knowledge level has increased. I still remember, John, that when I was a grade five teacher, I got a batch of very naughty, cute boys <laughs> and uh, they chose the topic animal abuse and one of the learner told me that ma'am uh, uh, the xyz learner has chosen this topic because of his friends and uh, he is not at all an animal lover i have seen him you know <laughs> hitting yeah. animals and all then i asked him i said that uh, uh, why have you chosen this um, topic because of your friends so he said yeah to some extent but i really want to bring a change in my behavior and he did that and That's he great. was the son of my ex-principal. <laughs> okay. And she came to me. She said, what are you doing in the class, Asna? Do you know he is taking dry fruits from my kitchen and feeding the cow? <laughs> so <that was> very <laughs> funny for me. Yeah. So this brought a change. And after that, you know, uh, uh, that time I was very crazy about, you know, to make it a grand show. I used to take it as a grand show and I was least bothered about the process. Now I understand that it is a process and no matter like how we do it as a product, how we put it across, but the entire process is something which needs to be taken care of. So I uh, organized PETA, you know, like it is an animal organization. So we had some film star talking in with the, um, you know, uh, these uh, bunch of boys and it was an aha moment for them. And yeah. I got it covered in the local newspaper. So uh, look, I, I, I still find it very childish. Yes, but I did it all. <laughs> well, that that's a part of my journey. Yeah. And that, and you know, this idea that in fact, it's the process as opposed to the final product, that is a theme running through all of IB. It's, you know, it's about the process, even when you go all the way to the diploma program uh, today, yes. as we're recording this students around the world are learning their scores on the diploma uh, exams. And, you know, they're, yes. they're learning that the process was, you know, they may not like it so much today when they see scores or they'll love it, but it's that process of getting there to the, to the actual exam or to the exhibition or the personal project. You know, project. yesterday I had a conversation with the mother and we declared our, our result very recently and the result has descriptors which talks about, you know, working to, toward expectations, exceeding expectation, meeting expectations, all those mm -hmm. are there. Yeah. And the child did not get EE and mother was, you know, very uh, annoyed, disturbed and all those things. So I told her that this doesn't matter. We have a 52 pages report card that speaks in length about your child and your child is a fabulous child. If she doesn't get EE, it doesn't mean that she doesn't de deserve a celebration. So we spoke about, then I gave an example that um, say if you are uh, learning about swimming and you have learned all about swimming through a book and you scored 10 out of 10 in the quizzes and then you answered also some closed-ended questions and then when you were put to the swimming pool you failed 
so this mm-hmm. is how ib is so then you know she got little relaxed and then i spoke to the learner and she said that ma'am i'm not at all worried because i know i performed well and i'm sure that i'll get ee so you know that gives the confidence that students they understand it is very difficult to make the parents understand they are still struggling to come out you know of that phase of majoring learners Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite painful. So let's talk a little bit about how um, the process, you know, you've been uh, PYP school long enough to have done the exhibition before COVID uh, restrictions hit us. Um, what, how has the process been different? Maybe talk a little bit about how it's different and then how in some ways there were some positives that came out of uh, having to do it remotely. I mean, I'm already hearing positive things from what you've been talking about, but maybe if you could do a little direct comparison from your experience. Yeah, so uh, as I told you, John, that I have a very rich experience with PYP exhibition. This is one of the area which I am just crazy about. Uh, so uh, I have seen exhibition from different angles, and my my experience also grew with understanding. Also grew in these many years. So I have seen schools which were conducting exhibition just like annual day. and a new day and parents used to come and they wanted to make sure that students have you know well rehearsed their portions and they are speaking very explicitly and they are able to comprehend all sort of texts that they have you know uh, researched about so i have seen that also i have seen a pyp exhibition being conducted in a room uh, it was not a gala but yes the level of understanding was very good parents were more interested into the process uh, not in the product and there was literally no showbiz as such so i have seen it from both the angles so like uh, now if you say like how different it is so like when they are together in a in a setting so they groom their social skills in more better way like i'm talking about learners while working in a group that is one thing that i missed about and you know that kind of atmosphere that uh, exhibition creates like the ownership and you can see it all around doing it remotely uh, which is which is the only best thing that we can do uh, we tried to make it possible that uh, students were, gi- were given time where an adult used to monitor and this they were spending quality time with their peers to you know uh, uh, to bring in that belongingness and that kind of collaborative experience we we tried that way also so this, this was something which is missing and uh, for me um, i i can't see you know a very negative impact of um, you know having it virtually it was better for me because you know i i saw students infusing the technology in more meaningful manner uh, then uh, while creating the product they they acted as creators Mm-hmm. they were not you know consumers of technology they wore the hat of creators they were you know refining making the information more better more understandable so this was something which i really liked about and expenses when we talk about expenses mm-hmm. uh, so when we do it in the physical setting and if you want to do it like a gala then you know unnecessary Oh, uh, you know, paper wastage and all yeah. those things, and uh, like no matter how much you want to use the recycled stuff, but yes, I have seen huge paper wastage, and that was yeah. something which I really don't like. So that uh, that thing is like uh, we we were more uh, eco friendly when we yeah. did it. 
in the virtual setting so earlier i have seen you know parents coming up seeing the student performance i have seen it as i told you as a, an, an annual function so an opening performance then there were rehearsed speeches and you know a lot of um, rehearsed presentation that also i have seen that i have seen also a process focused exhibition where students are discussing about each and every process from making central idea to taking action the discuss, sharing their findings conclusion and what actions they have initiated and what actions they wanted to take but could not take so here you know we need to give opportunities to discuss about the entire process and process never works like in single shot we we all will be winners mm -hmm. there are you know failures also and we should give opportunity Uh, to the students that they can discuss no these were the difficulties that we face and this is how you know we overcome those difficulties so here uh, students discussed discussed about all those things with us during the process and on the final day as well well just that's exactly right so this you know the even the word failure is almost too strong but there's definitely going to be struggles and uh, that's that's the process that's in fact the reason you do this is that the students you know have to deal with uh, the difficulties that they encounter and then between their peers their parents their teachers uh, they overcome those or they find solutions and move on and and that again goes back to the idea that it is a process more than it is a product yeah very well said john I second you for this. That for me, exhibition is is the correct way to put these young, you know, inquirers into the real world, so that they can see what all is happening around them, and they they have that confidence that that yes, we are there and we are global citizens. We can make the difference. So you know that kind of confidence I can see in these students, and they they they, they see see themselves as agents now, and they think that you know this is the issue which which we are exploring about, and we know about it. We can bring the change. So that's it. This is just a spark, and that this will go on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and we mentioned at the top, but I'm going to I'm going to mention it again here that um, in our in our podcast links, we've got not only a, a, a live recording of a PYP exhibition from YouTube, but we also have the um, recorded videos from individual groups. So I'll just read off yes. a few of the titles here. We have one on zero hunger. We have one on climate action, quality education sustainable cities and communities, good health and well-being, and affordable and clean energy. Those are all uh, things that you can look at, checking our podcast notes. And also, just to let you know that, you know, around the world, people did the exhibition remotely this year here in the United States and also around the world. And and um, so if you Google, you know, this or on YouTube, you know, just just uh, search uh, PYPXX or PYP exhibition, you're going to find hundreds if not thousands i'm sure you'll find hundreds of sure. of uh, recordings that have been shared to the public and you know ib is also running an official tag pyp yes. x 2021 and this okay. is uh, like uh, schools were invited but the deadline was i think somewhere in june so we missed it last year we uh, had our pyp exhibition on ib website as well but this year we did it later Right. And they did that also something like that for the MYP personal projects as well. So, yeah. So if you're interested in just seeing how these things come together, what they look like in different contexts, you're uh, encouraged to, to search around because there's not only, uh, as Naha, have you shared some great ideas for how it, you you did it, but also people can get ideas from others uh, who have done this as well around yes, the world. Yes, yeah. very true. So um, do you have any other uh, kind of summary thoughts, anything else you want to talk about before we sign off here today? 
Yeah, I just want to sum it up, you know, with uh, I'm I've become a big fan of John Dewey. <laughs> he he's a superstar I'm learning about in my amateur. And uh, it makes a lot of sense because whatever we are doing is somewhere inspired right by him. Okay. So he he said that uh, give the learner something to do, not something to learn. and that is exhibition and the doing is such of a nature as to demand thinking learning and natural results so like for those who are looking for results uh, after you know doing something on a piece of paper after bugging up so the natural results for me is exhibition and you know i have seen teachers crying on that day they were compassionate about each other i have seen students level of confidence confidence and you know the change in knowledge the change in behavior they were more responsible they were more empathetic they were more knowledgeable and highly principled and this is what ib you know promises through its mission right so uh, i could see all those things happening and i could see that what we are doing it makes a lot of sense so and even for parents as well they they can you know clearly see when we talk about how different is ib we just talk about it but when we showcase such events they can see like how different it is 11 years 12 years old learners they are doing something which is exemplary Mm-hmm. so this is one thing and uh, one thing that i really liked about doing it virtually is having global mentors so we have mentors from across the globe as you uh, john has uh, recently listed down all the you know different sdgs that we worked on so we had mentors and you know uh, global people those who were talking about these issues and making it more you know dividing into into chunks and making it more digestible for these learners so we had those we had parents as guests and the, the biggest highlight was the student planner which was you know completely done by them and we were seeing the kind of planning they were doing how they were owning the entire process even they requested me that ma'am we need to tweak the timeline and uh, we want a little more time and they were why means uh, they were very uh, clear about it so they they reached to that conclusion after a lot of reflection they they said that the time is less because due to ramadan uh, we got less time the school timing got reduced so can we have it little later so they were that specific about what they were doing and i just gave you an example that during the summer break they were working so that shows how intrinsically motivated they are we we were not pushing them let's come and do it come and do it they themselves were totally into the process they were enjoying it and the documentation part so technology uh, has made it very easy the way they have documented the entire process it makes a lot of sense to me and really they become you know uh, the makers not the consumer yeah. so that was right. the best part of it yeah yeah and it's just developmentally so uh, wonderful to see that like you said at at 11 and 12 years old they are doing exemplary work and they are set up for the next level whatever it is they go on to whether it be MYP or a non IB school well um thank you so much for your time today as naha i know you've got a lot going on it's your school has just started up again and uh, you are generous with your time to give uh, give us another uh, uh a sense of of what you're doing in in your school and and in your classrooms and so on. So uh, uh thank you so much for for your time today and I hope we can speak to you again about the next next topic. Thank you so much John for 
helping me to showcase what we have done just a little step but yes this is something which is not sharing with each other and i love sharing i'll come again to share something <laughs> unique that i have oh, done yeah. so for me it was a unique experience unique experience and whatever you are doing each week i you know wait for the new podcast that what is coming up and you are doing some great conversations and you have developed a global community and for for ib matters learning you know knows no boundaries so you you are you're actually you know portraying it in the real sense john thank you so much thank you you can learn much more about the pyp exhibition and other aspects of the pyp using links in our podcast notes as well as on the ib website at ibo.org now that we have over 75 IB Matters episodes covering a range of subjects, you can use our podcast webpage, which is organized by program and by topic. The link to the website is in our podcast notes. Also, we want to call your attention to our most popular page on the Minnesota IB website. Go to www.mnibschools.org and follow the page link to Introduction to the IB Programs. On this page, you'll be guided on a self-paced tour of the IB teaching philosophy and then to individual tours of the four IB programs. There is a reflection document to journal your thoughts and questions and links to where you can learn more. It's perfect for teachers new to teaching IB and for others wanting to get an idea of what IB is all about. Stay tuned to the very end of this podcast to hear how you can advertise your IB-related products or services to our very global audience. Please find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Join our over 2,500 followers on Twitter at MattersIB. Also help us spread the word about IB by liking, sharing, and reviewing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In just two years, we've been heard in over 150 countries, a testament to the global reach of the IB.